0: Throughout this week, we are fortunate to have our area week, and that has been assigned for some few topics that needs to be known, and we decided to treat those topics. But sadly enough, it's like this room—we uh, don't know that we have members or so we don't. <laughs> So I want to know those who came to church from Monday to Friday. Be outstanding if you are here. Monday. Monday to Friday. Those who are here. If either you came twice, thrice. I I saw all those who came. Aha. These are the people who attended the area week and oh john you were here so i saw you let's read hebrews 10:25 project it today i wanted to do something but presiding elder really begged me and you know as a lawyer and also this and he knew how to calm me so I was able to use some of the psychology to calm me down. Like the tiger wanted to come out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's all read. Oh, I want you to read it well. I hope you understood this quotation very well. He's talking about two categories of people those who have neglected the assembly of the saints and those who love fellowship. And he said we should not neglect the assembly together as is in the habit of others. So the question is. Do you actually belong to those who are in the habit of neglecting the assembly of the saints? Or you are among those who love the assembly of the saints? It's just a food, a food for what a thought for you to really ponder and think about and I want you to understand that very soon Jesus will come Uh if you will not see his appearing you will definitely go if today I die my Jesus has come for me are you getting it right there is power in assembly. There is power in fellowship. So please, let's be careful. As we may think that we are pleasing God, that you may be pleasing yourself. Hello. So I'm only here to urge you. I, I've already told you that presiding here really calm <laughs> me. So I don't want to go the other way around. That you let you understand that you will be part of those who love the assembly of the saints. For the day is fast approaching. Hallelujah. As you cannot neglect any appointment you have in your society at the workplace, I don't see why you should substitute that to that of your worship of your God. Somebody will say that where I'm living is far. But if Eda Insignia should tell you where he's coming from, and Eda then who was here since Monday, Kasua, getting to Bordwasi, Ananyasa, Ofanko. Bodhuasi wrote, but he was here since Monday. You can't tell me, you who is living just here, your place is far. Everybody is busy. Amen. Today, the topic is singlehood and effective Christian living in the church. Singlehood and effective Christian living in the church the church not as in church of Pentecost, but the church as in the body of our lord jesus christ hallelujah so if you are single here then this message is for you as far as singlehood is concerned and as we go along we see to it that some of us who are married we so also have to know how to bring ourselves into this great fellowship. Hallelujah. Marriage, as we all know, is God's own idea and institution. That is what he said, and that is true. And marriage is something that God has designed for mankind. So whoever marries fulfills God's promise and command. Hallelujah. Whoever marries in life fulfills God's promise and command for mankind. The purpose of God bringing two people together is for fruitfulness and multiplication. That is the purpose why God brings a man and a woman together for fruitfulness and multiplication so God himself said it is not good for a man to live alone therefore he created a helpmate that helpmate is to come in to make this commandment fulfilled that is fruitfulness and multiplication so if you are a married couple or you are a wife or a husband and yet you are not experiencing fruitfulness or multiplication, then there is the need for you to go before God and pray once again as to whether the choices you made were right or wrong. But I believe strongly it's God who gives marriage. Hallelujah. For that wife, Need God who gave you that marriage, that husband or that wife, no matter the struggle might be, no matter the difficulties, His word is bound to be fulfilled in your life, that you experience fruitfulness and also multiplication. And also, marriage is meant for authority. Marriage is meant for authority because God said they should dominate and possess the earth. They should dominate and possess the earth. So, marriage is a wonderful thing, and marriage is very good for procreation. However, it does not mean that everybody on earth will have marriage. Hello? All of us will not get married to Christ come. And gone are the days when people told that if you are a man or a woman, then automatically uh, you sh- should get married. But then, if it is God's will for you, then it shall surely come to pass. But I'm here to say that whether married or not is a blessing. Hello? Whether you are married or you are not is a blessing, it's a gift of God that you need to enjoy. So I'm here to encourage all those who are married here in this room. That marriage is a gift from God and you need to enjoy your marriage if you are here and you are preempting divorce then I want to tell you you are missing the target marriage is a gift and it needs to be enjoyed so enjoy your marriage you don't only enjoy the good aspect of life both the bitter and the ugly the sweet and also the beauty uh, all comes together to make marriage colorful. Hallelujah. And as marriage couples, you, ha- you have no choice than to enjoy all these aspects of life, but yet standing glued and united. Hallelujah. Uh, of late, we have a session of uh, humans who will always go for the better things only, but not the ugly aspect of life. Christians, we have not learned Christ that way. Hallelujah. As Christ suffered and went through a whole lot of issues, as Christians, we also believe that we'll also go through a whole sort of temptations and trials. So if your marriage is going through trials and temptation, know that It is worth it. It will rather build you up and make you more qualified, more refined to love. Hallelujah. And also, when we talk about marriage, it's a choice. It's your choice to marry or to stay single. Though it is God who ordains it, it is a choice to stay single or to stay married. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. But in all, all must lead for one purpose, into serving and glorifying God. Whether you are single or married must lead for one purpose, that is to serve God and to glorify God. So my singlehood should glorify God. My marriage should glorify God. Some marriages are not glorifying. And it's even discouraging those who are single to venture into what marriage. But I pray that all marriages in this room will be glorifying. Hallelujah. Marriages, or your marriages you set as an example for the singles to desire to marry. So if you are here and your marriage is becoming a hindrance to somebody who is a single, then you must know that you are not serving God. You are not glorifying God. Somebody has to look to your marriage to a point that they will say, Ah, me worry. It's very, very sweet. So I also marry. Though they may not know the bitter pills that you were swallowing. Hallelujah. <laughs> I hope somebody is here. Every married, every married person, even from Adam, were single before. So some of us were single before coming uh, to marry. So it's not any big deal. No matter the age I got married, I'm married at the age of 35, I don't know about yours. But it's not a crime to stay single. It's not a crime to stay single. You might have a desire as a single to marry early. But whether your desire or the choice you set for yourself will be early or not depends on God. Hello, unless you want to take the lead. If you want to take the lead, then fine. But if not, then I want you to understand that... Whether you are single or married, you should be fulfilled in life. This teaching is meant to encourage the singles here. In most cases, those whose marriage delay tend to face a lot of pressure. And that is where we want to discourage the church from exerting unnecessary pressures on those who are not yet married. Hallelujah. The singles are not in this room. Are you in this room? I'm saying that for the singles in this room, the church should be careful that we don't exert unnecessary pressure on them. I've said your word. Hallelujah. Uh What we've realized is when one is single in society and our community, when you attain some age... It's expected that at least you should introduce somebody to the family so you see your parents will get worried or the elders in the society will get worried and as a church too sometimes it becomes a worry to the church which is the body of Christ however as a church our stand is to encourage the singles as they wait patiently for the right time. So when we talk about single, who is a single? It refers to somebody who is not yet married or having any romantic relationship. A partner or being somebody who is spouse-free, if I'll put it that way. Hallelujah. So if you are here and you are single, but you are staying with somebody, then I want to tell you you are not a single. We call that cohabitation. And that is not also married. It means that you are fornicating. Have I said it right? Now we have a lot of people who have left their parents and they are staying with another man. I'm here to tell you, if you are such a lady, the man is just misusing you. He's abusing your dignity and your wealth. So ladies who does those things are not worth it. They don't know why they are created. They don't know how dignified they are. But if you respect your dignity, you will stay calm till the right man comes. Hello? And I've been telling you that the best thing you can offer a man is your virginity. And that is true. That is the best thing you can offer to a man. When a man knows that this lady has not indulged herself into any such situations, the man is always crazy about you. Unless men who are insane. Hello? And it is our prayers that our men or our women in this room who are single will continue opening a way, enjoy their singlehood till. The Lord opens a way for them. Sometimes, singlehood has a cause. Sometimes it could be a choice that is made by the the person himself. But sometimes, too, it could be a situation that has led into that singlehood. And one of it is when one is in secondary school or tertiary school. He wanted to complete all her education. She has completed her first degree. He wanted to get a second degree, and even the third one, the fourth, the fifth one, before he or she, she gets married. But I want to advise you that as long as you prolong your marriage, you are, pro- you are what, transferring your a greater part of your expenditures. Hello? I told somebody to say, come, I'll tell you why. I have wished that I have married when I was in the 20s. By now, my first and second born would have completed what? University. But I'm still paying fees. It means that uh, by Church of Pentecost standard 65, I'm going on retirement. So it means that Maku and Lillian, I will still be paying fees when, I was, when I'm in my retirement. Are you getting right? So the more you delay, the more you are postponing the heaviest part of your expenditures. So I encourage all the youth here, all the singles, though you can be in secondary school, you can be writing your masters and still marry. Is there a bad advice? Hello? Oh. It can be, eh? I got married to my wife when she was in Legon about completing, and I got married to her. She hasn't started even working, and I married her. And it's possible. Hello? Uh-huh. So it's possible. After completing your first degree, uh, and you about furthering the next one, think about it and more so when if you are a lady then you must know that the more you prolong the, your years of marriage the longer you also prolong potential men who needs you am i communicating to somebody the long you because in society people may not understand why such a beautiful lady could stay all these years without getting married. So many things run into their minds. So many things will run into the mind of the person. It could be of a particular reason. That is why you chose to stay all these years. So men will begin to draw back. They'll begin to see you as kakai. Though you are beautiful. Hello. So beautiful ladies in this room... When the opportunity comes, all you need to do is to pray if the man coming into your life is the will of God and it's meant for you. If you pray and God say yes, go for it. It's better off than you setting some things ahead of you. To the gentleman who will tell you, I want to put up my house. Somebody told me that. I said, brother, in the Ubersi diner, we know. Now i about Hello. I'm talking to some people. Some people too are talking. <laughs> Hello. Uh-huh. So education, profession, sometimes to, to search can delay your work. And sometimes to, to these people, uh, for them it's understood. They've been married before, but because of divorce or widowhood, That also brings them to this class of singlehood. And sadly enough, there are some sessions of people in our society. Now, I don't think that we practice those things. Well, because of serving in a higher post in the royal house or royalty service, they allow themselves to be castrated just to bath for the king or the chief's wives. Somebody say, oh, we are having them. So you see them very prompting, very tough, big. And yes, it's to be bathing for the women. So in the olden days, a lot of people suffered from those things. And that is uh, with a cultural aspect of life. And we have people who, that have already said, for them is because of choice. Uh-huh. And to some, too, is a calling. We will come to that. To some singlehood is a calling from the Lord. Situations that sometimes uh leads to such, which I call it situational imposition, is that sometimes health the person's health cannot permit him or her to get married maybe the person is suffering from and it's known epilepsy eh, and the like and everybody knows it in the society that this is what this lady or this gentleman suffers from i don't think you would love to go and marry such a person will you want to know that the person falls then it's for me, you will not want to marry such a person. Sometimes the sickle cell's position of the person can also lead to that. Culturally, uh, we're having this in some uh, towns and villages where you see a very beautiful lady, very, very beautiful, that should have married. But then they will tell you she's the wife of the gods. Especially in the Volta region and our place, we have them. Recently, I happened to visit our hometown, and I went and saw a very beautiful lady in that dark, where those strong gods are uh, situated. There's nobody in the house except this young lady alone. And I I began to ask the lady a whole lot of questions. She was then, she was before a married couple. She was then a married woman. But then when the Spirit just came, it just carried her to the shrine. A three strong shrines. I'm talking about my uh, ancestral home. And this lady was there just serving two, these two, go- uh, three gods. And any time she makes an attempt to run, the gods will bring her back. This thing happened for seven times. And they warned her, if you dare do, you will die. So, quietly, this girl is, before those shrines, always worshipping them. Why? She is the wife of the gods. We have set people all over the place. And those people are not things of their choice, but are of demonic Instinct, And we pray that if there is somebody here, that somebody have told you that no, you are the wife of the gods. You are the wife of our ancestors, of something of that sort. In the name of Jesus, we break that spell. That may God release you. There was this girl who, uh, those times I was an elder. And any time we pray, then the girl will be uh, acting funny, saying all sorts of things. I've married her. I've married her, and she will be referring to a date. That she is my wife. Nobody. She will never get married. Those things. Though we are Christians, but until you break those things, those things haunt you. So never say that I'm a Christian. Therefore, uh, you have been saved. You go to heaven all right. But the deity some things that have been instituted by great-great-grandfathers can still hunt you if you don't detach yourself from them. So we have to take note of those things. So you see a very beautiful lady but yet not getting married. One aspect too is circumstances surrounding a family can also lead to one not getting married. In the previous years, before a man goes to marry, parents or ancestors or fathers, no, they, they will send uh, people, they will ask a lot of questions, do research about that very home of the family you want to marry. And if they get into it and they find out that there is uh, some sickness, particular sickness in the family, or there is a curse in the family, uh, they will advise their man, don't go in for it. So in the olden days, we were having this thing. But thanks be to God, now because of what modernization, we don't longer do these things. Hello? But in the olden days, it is there. I quite remember when I was about marrying, they sent people to my family. And I was surprised. I never knew till after we got married that they told me that you are coming from a right home. That is why we gave our, our child to you. They send people to my home, my family, Adangoy, to go and check. And they will not go and ask your father or your mother. They will go and ask people around, how do you see this family? Before they will give out their daughter to you. So some ladies suffer because of sexes. And also there are others who suffer because of what maybe their forefathers have instituted in the family. I know also family that when you end they very beautiful, but they can not marry. They are very, very beautiful. When it comes to education, they are very, very intelligent. They are highly educated. They are very beautiful. They are very submissive. They have all the character that a woman should have, but yet marriage is not coming. I know of several families that are like that. And the ladies will be there battling, praying and doing all sort of things. Yet marriage will not come. Until you know the source and you break it, you will find it difficult getting married. I myself, I realized that in my family, my mother's side, my father's side, if you are a lady in it and you want men to sleep with, you don't have difficulties at all. You can have dozens of men sleeping with you, but not marriage. As I'm saying, maybe something is clicking in your mind. So when I was coming up, I was quite audacious. And I was praying, and God revealed something to me. That, hey, is that what is marrying the women in the house? And you know I'm the only son of my siblings, among my siblings, and the only boy, and seven girls. So I said, no, this cannot continue. Salvation Park here, I have to do one year all night. And sometimes I go there, remove my shirt, throw it somewhere, and just be wearing a short, lying on the floor. Just crying that God should deliver my sisters and myself. And lo and behold, I heard a voice. Step in the river. So I have to do what I can to get married. Immediately, all my sisters cried. Then that chance got open. All my sisters started marrying. Including my Aunt's children and my uncle's children, they all started marrying right. So, as a Christian, know that there are forces that battles us. Whether you like it or not, the devil will not want you saved. And if he knows that, there is such a thing in your home, he can cash on that to torment your life. But as a Christian, You must stand in the uh, mighty power of our Lord Jesus and not allow that devil to continue his or her assignment in that house. You as a believer, the authority and the key is in your hands. You can change it. You can change things. If I have done it, you can do it. I wasn't a pastor then. I was just a deacon. But that God used me to break that spell. But some of you, you pray one, two, three, then you stop. Hey, that little, prayers cannot do. Hallelujah. From John the Baptist to now, the kingdom of God suffered violence. And it's violent men who will take it what? By force. Consistently, you have to pray. You have to fast, you have to battle. Thank God next year is battlefield. Hallelujah! You have to battle consistently until you see the thing happening, you don't cease praying. And some of you, you just run into prophets and things. Sometimes when people get married here and they are thanking God. You, you read the lines of your uh, nothing the pastor and the elders here who are praying for you they've done nothing organizing programs inviting people did themselves praying the elders praying for you do you know do you know how we labor in the room just for your sake and after god has opened the chance for you and you get married then they will come i give all uh, more especially prophets so and so then I laugh in my mind. After God has done what He has done, you are giving glory to a prophet. Not even your presiding elder. Not the elders who have been praying for you. Not even your pastor. We put the home. Hallelujah. That is my work. But after everything is done, you go to somebody who gave you a two by four prophecy. Whether the person has deceived you or what is said is right, then you come here and praising the person and the wife. Not even uh, the Asante and the wife and the uh, counseling team. Shame on you. Presiding, <laughs> I have not said it right there. Eh? Bam hello. So sometimes, things of the family can battle your marriage. Can battle your marriage. But we are trusting the Lord that our good Lord will save us. I know of a family where the man is a juju man, a fetish. Uh, This strong juju people in the Volta region. And If you are not giving birth before and you come, oh, no matter what, you give birth. But then, the deity he brought, that juju he brought, the the covenant is that none of her daughters will ever give birth. So it means that all the generations unborn, your children has been back already for his client so you can imagine such a lady coming into somebody's life if you don't take her there will be a divorce and some too stay in the uh, uh, all the ladies should stay they shouldn't get any good marriage our forefathers and things some were very wicked and all those things have become curse on us hello but then, by the reason of the blood of Jesus We declare that if there is somebody in this room Who is suffering as a result of that, We glorify that power in the name of Jesus The blood of Jesus does speak at good things May he speak liberation into your life And sometimes what those demons does Is that they will take away even your thoughts about marriage People who are serious to marry They will come into your life And you throw them off And at the end of it You go and embrace a demon Who will torture you For the Father, we are all Serving God here Doesn't mean that we are all journey. This is the little advice I have to give to the young ones We are all here But you don't know the spirit Who is in somebody The right few people might have come that you are having your standards, you are keeping standards. Keep on keeping standards. Wherever standards comes in, sometimes God's gifts, something which is good, which is of God, may not be appealing. Gold. Sometimes before you get gold, this guy he has mined gold before. Sometimes you see the gold. Oh, it's dusty. It's not appealing, but until you wash it, it is then that you begin to see the quality of it. If my wife would have depended on how he saw me in that ghetto, that room, she would have missed a great big time. And it's true. Hello, you set standards for yourself, and some of the ladies too tell your brother tell, tell yourself be calm be calm calm down oh tell yourself calm down hang your qualifications somewhere tell her hang your t- qualifications somewhere hide your pride put your pride somewhere and be humble the way they talk to when somebody propose to them The way they talk to the guys, as if they are nothing. Last, I was talking to one of the gentlemen, and he said, the ladies in this room don't love us. They don't respect us. Even when they approach us, when we approach them, the way they look at us, familiarity. And a lot of people have done that. And what is meant for them has gone into the hands of some people and they are now doing this. Be humble in the way you talk. Be humble in the way you walk. Some of them, they're high heels. Very high. I'm high. I'm high. So this high heel, good marriage is not in the high heels, good marriage is in character. Hello, somebody said one day, your beauty will take you there. Then your character will take you out. I clap for them. Huh? You see? <laughs> Am I talking to somebody? God's will. Is this gentleman meant for me? That is all. That person can be a charcoal seller, but it doesn't change his qualities and the properties that God has what, I, I, I deposited in him. Maybe that is where your peace is. Where you are looking for somebody who befits my status. And you are also a status lady. So when a status lady and somebody who befits my status meet, status and status will crash. The man will say, well, you also say, I have my right. And when there are too much rights, nothing gets right. Ladies, be gentle and humble. So because of that, we pastors, oh, as I'm here, I've been a youth pastor all my life. And now I'm a youth leader. I know the number of gentlemen who wanted women to marry. But I fear. You suggest somebody to somebody and the way the person will act on the person. Then a the person will go and marry another person. Then what is the use of me introducing somebody to somebody? I won't do again. I have advised myself. Take what you want. Oh. Oh, outro, oh Mama, going man, do it. What's the day of you?. Hallelujah. So ladies, be humble. Be submissive. Be submissive. So, so a lot of them is' not because you choose to be single. It's not because of some demon, It's not because of any problem the demon itself is yourself so deal with the demon in you then you can see clear i'm talking to somebody whether you lock it or not i'm your pastor i'm talking and i'm telling you god's mind and god's will hallelujah and we have some people too that those one is a calling and let's read Matthew chapter 19, verse 10 to 12. Please, let's go there. Matthew chapter 19, verse 10 to 12. It's about 19, 10 to 12. Let's all read. His disciples say unto him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Here God is showing us three categories of what? Enoch. Three categories of people. And if you read it carefully, he said that there are people who are born from their mother's womb to be Enoch. For them, they will not have any feeling or desire for a woman, though they are men and women. And that one is a gift from God. It is God Himself who designed a person to be like that. I know one person in that order. He has risen to a point of a deputy governor that is retired and gone, but not married, not having children. Nothing disturbs him. Hello? That is how God made him. It's a gift. From heaven. bad Nana. Above. I you, you and I, we don't have that gift. Hello? Above says, I don't like it. That is she one. I don't have that gift. That is why I got married. Hello? I don't have that gift at all. Hey. I don't have that gift Presiding, you have it there eh? <laughs> I don't have that gift I don't want that gift too Let me fulfill All Righteousness <laughs> And there are others too That are is by choice They themselves inside themselves Oh met me somebody like a Roman father and yes on your thing you, or what Papa pa, pa, and Roman sisters by by choice or not you should say may uh, but minko obeys that celibacy type of rules no? and on one didn't work on. So, I have come I want to be a father I won't get married that one too I don't have that grace so I can't be a Roman father. I can't be a Roman sister. My friend is shaking the head. And he knows that what I'm saying is true. That I can't be a Roman father. That is by their own choice. Nobody forced them. It's from their own will. But whether it's a choice or whatever, see to it that you fulfill the dictates of the choice that you have chosen. But if you are after you have chosen that one then later hearing funny funny names behind as your children then there is a big question mark that it means that you need to run from there first and come and join those of us <laughs> above But then the third aspect is that for these people, for the sake of the kingdom, God himself chose to make them like that. Example is our Lord Jesus. Though he's God himself, he came into the flesh and never got married. I don't know whether he has the desire for that one, I can not tell. But then he never married and never made in a uh take in a decision to suggest that he had wanted to marry he is god and it would be wrong for the creator to come down marrying the creature but then one perfect person is john the baptist seen any of never heard of and there are a lot a lot of them if you read luke chapter 2 verse 36 to 37 It speaks about a lady called Anna, a prophetess. And the Bible made it clear that this lady, uh, she only had marital experience for just uh, seven years, and the husband passed off. But then, after that, she stayed for 44 good years, without any marriage, And all that she could do is to be in the temple praying and fasting. Hello. So you can see that Anand un- fall under this category of people who decide not to marry again just to serve the... For them, the Bible says that the multitude of them, kingdom, they've been made so... And he that receives it, he that receives it, there's a clause. Hello? So it means that it's something that if you know God's will for your life that you should be like that, then you maintain it as such. Hello? And such people is for a reason. When we go to heaven, they will be close to the throne of grace. I wish I had that grace. Hello. They will be close to the throne. So it means that when we get one day, when we shall appear before God, we have people who will be close to the throne. They will be very close. And these are the Enochs who have sacrificed their life in serving the Lord in the household without thinking of marriage, without thinking of any sexual uh, instinct whatsoever. So I'm here to announce that singing is a blessing. And we need to enjoy it to the fullest. Amen. It's a blessing in a sense that for those who are married, the Bible said in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 32 to 35, if you go read, is that for the marriage, They care for nothing else than the Lord. They fully concentrate on God and pray. I can't remember the stage when I wasn't married. Always I'm devoted to the things of the Lord. And my father's here can also attest to that. The zeal was high. Always I'm found in the house of the Lord. Fasting. You were found there praying, doing all sort of things. And I'm here to announce if you are a youth, the best part of your life is when you are single. Hello? The time to serve God is now. So sometimes if I see the youth of this day comparing it to our time, then my heart bleeds. They have all the chance to serve God, but if you need them in church, they don't come. If there is fasting, they won't come. If there is praise, they won't come. If there is a miracle, they won't come. If evangelism, they won't come. If we are going on rally, they will come. It's like they don't know why they exist as a Christian. Yet they have time for their corporate work. I'm not saying neglect that one. But the best time for you to serve God is now. A time is coming that you will wish that you had time to even come before God and you will not have it. And my fathers and mothers here who are married can tell you after I know of Ata and some few in this room, Dansuma area, this youth work, how they took the work and they were doing. Those that nobody organizes all night. We organize it ourselves. It's not the elders who organize it. We have time. We organize all night and the others come to join. And we pray above all of them. They know of it. And we pray, we do all sort of things. It's a seeding for the church and now. Then now, I'm married. But we see the youth here as I see they don't know what to do to God. Even if you tell them, go and preach the word to win souls, they don't have time. Then what is your use as a Christian? Excuse my language. It's not you living right alone and going to heaven. That your service is also what? Required. Tell your brother or sister. Your service in the house of the Lord is also required. Hallelujah. And it says that he that marries, his concern is toward the spouse. Now all the married people, their concern is to their wife. How to please their wife. My concern is to please my wife. My wife's concern is to please me. That is how things have changed. But those times, when I had all the time, my concern is to please God and to do God's work. Thank God I'm still doing it. But I wish that one too I don't like. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. So, there is a need for us to wake up and know that Singlehood is a blessing. That is the time that God needs us most. It is a period for identification. Somebody say identification. It's a period of nurturing God's gifts. It's not when you're giving birth to children and they are disturbing you that you must go before God. God give me a gift. You won't get it. Forget it. It is when you are single you have time to fast. You have time to fast. You have time to do all that you need to do for any gift that you desire to come. Whatever you see me do is not when I became a pastor. It's when I was what? A member, a single. What I'm doing is a result of the investment that I did. What is your investment now? Hello? It's a point It's a place of spiritual growth and development. And let me go fast. then we close. It offers us an opportunity to develop a well-balanced social life. All the good friends that I had that sometimes I can fall on were friends that I made when I was single. It's not when I married. Those time friends, so I can go to them, they can come to me. We can talk, we can visit each other. And we grew together. So now some are lawyers, some are this, some are that. So I can call them when I have need. But now that I'm married, even your wife will not allow you to go and stay outside for long. Immediately you come, hey, so if there is a time to build that social status, this is the time. It will help you in the future. Your social distance, this is the time to do it. And also, we must, it's a period that we build healthy relationship and network. Somebody say network. There is a network that you build in this stage that will make you a billonet some, some, one day. Hallelujah. So build networks in this time that you don't have your husband to be querying you. Where have you been to? Where have you gone to? And things of that sort. This is the time for you to build networks, networks. In this time, build networks. Build networks. Hallelujah. It also saves marital stress. Every married couple have a stress. If not, school fees. But at a time of singlehood, you don't have any stress. It also enhances personal and career development. So in this time that you are single, develop yourself. Tell your brother or sister, develop yourself. Though it has a lot of negativity, loneliness, stigmatization, which there's no time, sexual harassment, financial challenges, finding the right life partner, and mental and emotional instability. Those are the challenges that you go through. But I'm here to tell you one thing. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. He says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Somebody tell your brother or sister, wait for it. Because it will surely come, it will not tarry. May the good Lord bless you as you enjoy your singlehood. I pray that whatever God meant for your life come to pass in the name of Jesus. May Jehovah God lead you to the right person, the right person that God meant for you so that you can enjoy the fullness of your marriage in life and secure your salvation and make heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen.